What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. <sighs> the intro's over. Yeah. Those seem like they get longer and longer. The intro is, it's a good intro, but it's a long intro. I think yeah. maybe we need to cut back on the intro. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we could cut out Barry's parts. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Because we all know this is the Evan Grant. Why don't, why don't we call it what it is? The Evan Grant podcast. Well, if we take, like a, it. if we take a vote here, Evan will vote for it. I'll abstain. You'll vote against it. And, well, and I, Evan why will would say, you, why would you abstain? I think because because uh, w- then then you would say it, it wins, but because I voted for it. Well, I, I am kind of like the speaker of the house. Yeah. Right? yeah. Wow. Vice You're president. not even the speaker of your own house in Flower Mound. No, I'm not. Uh, so, guys, Kevin, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, since you seem to do this every year, and and then you you act like it's like big. Big breaking news. Uh, you're going to recommend that the Rangers go out and make a trade for a big-time starting pitcher? Uh, yeah, I think so. Look, they're not going to sign one, right? There's not one on the market to sign. I mean, is Rich no. Hill Rich Hill uh, number, one, number one or no, number two? And I, I don't think we should dismiss that. I do. Uh, you know, he's not a number one or number two, but what kind of number? What, all right, give me a contract. What's he going to get? Uh, you know, the question is, would he parlay what he's done this year into three years? Three years in what? 45 if i could get rich hill at 37 and my you know you obviously have to get all the you know medicals on him is is he going to be all right is he healthy if i could get him for three years and 45 million dollars i'd do it you know i I would not well because here's the thing this team desperately needs a number three uh, i believe i don't think martin perez is a number three so uh and and I don't think 3 years is a bad contract. Listen, we've seen bad contracts, right? We've yeah. seen a few. Yeah. It, look, anytime John Daniels goes over 5 years, it's a bad contract. Right. And you're not going to sign a guy for 5 years here. You no, know, not that not guy. A, there's not a there's not a 5-year pitcher on the market. No, there's not. Um so I'm not saying it's I don't think it's a necessarily oh my gosh, they have to get Rich Hill. But Rich Hill's let me say this. For for me, a 200 inning a, a, a number 3 starter has got to give you 200 innings. And that's what Martin Perez did. Rich Hill has never given has well, never thrown 200 innings in a season. It's a, it's a All right, listen, like I said, he hasn't I'm not thrown 100. Sold. He hasn't thrown his, his career high is 195 and I think that was in 07. Yeah. You know, he went through a number of years where he was pitching out of the bullpen, but Barry's having problems over there. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm a little I'm tired. Taking his glasses he's off. taking his glasses. He's rubbing his face. His face is all red. <laughs> That's because he's got roof problems. Oh my god! I just got I just got a text from my wife. She showed me a photo of my roof. It looks like Swiss cheese up there. What's going on out there? I don't know. You know, you know, in Plano, you can't knows? get you can't get the good builders out there. All right, so, you so come back you, into the city. You just out on baseball talk? So no, 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 no. I'm a little, I'm a little for Oh, roof. I love it when you boys go Yiddish. But but, on me. but 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 here's the deal. <laughs> 
Okay, if they, if they don't get who who's ready in the organization to come up and be number three, they okay. don't have a guy okay. who is ready so. to be a number three unless you're going to push Martin Perez up a notch. And I believe he's best as a four. really good number four. Yeah, uh, on a championship team, he's a four. And I think that this is you're paying the price now for the number of trades you've made over the last few years to continue to stoke your window of opportunity. In that you don't have. They didn't do anybody. much stoking with that uh, with that Dempster trade. No, but I, and, and you know the Dempster trade turned out to be Kyle Hendricks, and, and Kyle Hendricks was a much bigger contributor than than, than anybody. Uh, would Is have. Kyle Hendricks Greg Maddox? That's the nightmare for for Rangers fans. After one year, I after one full year in the big leagues, I'd, I'd be a little bit hesitant too. to say that, but. He did win an ERA title. He is a world champion. Those are pretty. Those he are looked pretty, pretty good in the World Series. Those are pretty big factors. But I, I think that, you know, when if, if you go back to what John Daniels did when he traded Kyle Hendricks for for Ryan Dempster, I think it was the the kind of situation where again the Rangers felt like they needed a a depth guy in their rotation to win the World Series. Yeah. And so what did they do? They gave up a guy who was. I believe ranked their number twenty five. I was going to ask you, what did they think of him at the time? Um, he was never a guy that lit up radar guns, right. which, which I think at that point in time, the Rangers, and maybe still, you know, that they really value velocity. Yeah, and, and I think that's right. Theo was at that point in time basically breaking down uh, the Cubs. What did the Cubs? Did, did the Cubs say, "Hey, we got to have Kyle Hendricks"? Uh I don't know that he, that's not the Carl. That, Carl Edwards was not in that deal. Carl Edwards was in the the deal the next year for uh, Garza. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the deal. See, I think that's the deal that Daniels regrets more. Yes, even he does. though Hendricks Hendricks has played paid bigger dividends. They gave up a lot also in the Matt Garza deal, and in that deal, I think the Rangers felt like they were chasing a little bit. 2012, yeah. they felt like they were reinforcing a championship caliber team. A team that should have won the World Series in 2011 yeah. that was, at that point in time, had pretty good control of the American League West. Uh, 2013, I think the lo- you can never predict how pitchers are going to turn out in trades. I think what you can do is you can revisit your logic. And the logic behind 2013 versus 2012 was, was not real sound so let me ask the boys a question so so who do you want them to go out and get so if they're going to make a trade because the free agent market doesn't look good and you know we don't like giving up those uh first round draft picks um do you make a trade for chris sale and to me we have said uh all along that uh they couldn't do a deal for chris sale i'm sure that they kicked the tires on that at the trade deadline they do and they couldn't get him uh, and and you know because everybody was saying, well, if you if you throw Profar and Gallo out there, Adam, what what will they say? Well, if, if that's what they said, they said no. I believe at that point in time they said, if you want to talk about them, let's talk about Odor and Mazzara, right? Instead of Profar and Gallo. Yes. So so would with as, as as the as the headliners in a package in a package that would include probably some more pitching, don't you? Probably think? some more players. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're giving up a pitcher like that, you don't you want to get a pitcher back, right? right. At least one. So, uh, so to me, let's just say, let's just say, if tomorrow they could get twenty-seven-year-old Chris Sale for Ruji, uh, for Mazzara, uh, who is Ruji? Is it Ruji or Rugi? It's Rugi. Rugi. Okay. All right. I like to call. I'm gonna call him whatever I want. Uh, and then let's say, you know, a couple of. Uh, I'm not saying certainly not a Mendez. You're not giving up anybody like that. But you give up somebody. <laughs> 
I wouldn't give up him, not for sure. I think you're going to have to give up a pitcher in that. And I, I don't think that Mendez, in, in my mind, Mendez is not the best pitching prospect in the organization. Like, um, I, I like Brett Martin yeah, more. Brett Martin. Uh, I, and, and I, but I think that Mendez is closer to the big leagues right now than Martin is. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to get Chris Sale, even if you do give up two established young position players, I think you're also going to have to give up a pitcher in that deal. So it's going to be somebody. Well, I, here's the thing I say about that, though. You know how that is about prospects. All right, people are always going to demand if you're giving up prospects. I don't care if it is your number one prospect. To get this guy, you got to give me right. more, too. You're giving up a guy who hit 33 home runs right. at second base, right. uh, which is, you know. The plus side is you've got, you've got Profar to fill in at that point. Yes, you do. And that's what I want to ask you about. So that's the. But you only, also only have Profar for three years. Yes. Yeah, so, so, but yeah, and, and, and we know how much he wants to play shortstop, and I don't, right. I don't know if he's committed to playing second base. Uh, if that were to happen, would it? How much worse would it make the Rangers to give up Odor and put Profar at second base? They improved defensively. They I improved believe. defensively. Yes. Uh, but I don't. I have yet to see anything from Jurickson that demonstrates a great offensive ball player he can't sustain it you know he always has fast starts he, he always starts really well and then kind of just seems to burn out a little bit gets a little frustrated uh and i and i i, I don't know if it's because if it's the inconsistent playing time i don't know if it's just the number of positions you know, maybe that's all maybe that's all part of it you yeah. know so, because look they they talk about off the charts everything with jerkson right Everything is off the charts. I think, like one thing that they, one thing that I think stands out for Jerickson is the kind of stuff like you saw this year, where he went to first base, worked out there for a day and a half, and then was in the starting lineup and played okay at first yes, base. Yes, he did. I think that things that that he needs to pick up, he picks up pretty quickly. That said, that said, this is a guy who you know is part of his value is supposed to be that he's a switch hitter, right? And He's been awful against left-handed pitching. Yeah, uh, which is with with a lineup like the Rangers that is a little bit leaning towards the left-handed side. You really can't afford that. That's correct. Um, he doesn't run particularly well. He runs okay. He he. Odor doesn't run particularly well. I mean, he's fast, but he's not Odor's, a good base runner. Odor is fast. He's reckless. He, he's a little bit. He's a little bit reckless. More than a little bit. Fourteen outs in the bases this year is what it was. Profar is just not. Not a threat. Can I can I interject Go here ahead. between baseball Einsteins here? Oh yeah. If we were sitting in Chicago doing this podcast in Chicago and somebody said, uh, "What are the prospects of trading Chris Sale?" I, I think I think we'd be. We're not trading him for any three Ranger prospects. Wait, what you have to ask is that what are you what are we doing with Chris Sale? Right. That the, the question that Rick Hahn and the White Sox have to answer is, are we ready to tear this team down or not? Okay. Yeah. If if you want to tear the team down. You, there are other are there other ways of tearing this team down besides trading your your best asset. Well, he's he's their best asset, but he's twenty seven. He, you get, he's going to pitch at twenty eight next. Yeah, year. and so you're getting. And he's got a lot of innings in his arm. Yeah, and, you, and because of the delivery, there have always been concerns. Right, that he might he might bust. So what do the Rangers right want to trade for this oh, broken down? You can't flip that. Well, quick. but. No, but your your point is is is, is good, but it's what just that the Rangers want to trade for this broken, broken down pitcher. Well, that that's what that's what you're doing. What do they want with this old heap of bones? No, the the point is is that what, what you're what you're saying though is that the fact that you know it's, it's like the old line. Uh, I think somebody gave to Buzzy Bavasi, and a guy went in and wanted a big raise, and he said, "Son, we finished last with you. We can finish Fish. last without you." So 
so you know, there's a little bit of that thing w- with with Chris Sale. If he's 28 years old, and, and, and as Evan said, he's got kind of an odd delivery, and that people have always worried about how can he stress maintain and the stress on yeah. that kind of thing. So look, if you look, I really like Odor. I, obviously, everybody likes him, uh, and he hit 33 home runs at 23, which is phenomenal. But there's some holes in him too. You know, there's some things he doesn't do well, and I don't know. I'm not saying he won't ever do these things well. He's just 23. You don't know if he's going to hit 33 home runs again either. Correct. Right. You know, so I think that – but that's a pretty good selling point that, you know, you can replace Brett Lowry, who had a, about a, you know, uh, 290 on-base percentage or whatever. I don't know what he did. Odor's on-base percentage was below well, 300. That's true, but he's not hitting 33 home runs either. So um, I, I think that there are ways to upgrade. Uh, you know, they've got a young shortstop as well. Uh, he, he's, what, 23? Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're they're young already, and Brett Lowry's not old. Brett now Lowry's twenty seven. Here's the question: Suppose you made this Odor and Mazzara offer to the White Sox, and they said we're not going to do that for sale, but oh. we might do it for Quintana. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do. It. I mean, you know, I, 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 listen, I'm not even sure I want to do Odor and Mazzara. I mean, that's two right. really good players. I mean, we use the difference between when we talk about prospect. These guys are not prospects anymore. These are guys who had. Major league seasons, one of them a, a pretty pretty good major league, and the other one really good for a rookie. Right. Uh, so the you, other you've one, seen them play. Mazar had twenty home runs. Yes. There have been two other Rangers who had twenty home runs at the age of twenty one or less. Yeah. One was Ruben Sierra. The other was Juan Gonzalez. Yeah. That right there tells me I'm not willing to 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 move this guy based on what his future probably will be. The second part of it is I do feel like Odor made significant m- improvement. From uh, the er, the first part of 2015 to the second part of 2015, I think he made improvement again in 16. I think that there's some defensive things that have yeah. to be corrected. The footwork, I think he can work on it and get better at. So for me, this team needing young, controllable pitching to trade two young, controllable position players for it really strikes me as as dicey. Yeah. I'd rather try and deal Profar in a deal for a little bit lesser pitcher with upside. The guys we mentioned last week, would Seattle consider Taiwan Walker? Would yeah. they consider James Patrick? I like Taiwan Walker. Would San Diego consider Jared Cosart? Those are the kind of guys. Now, they're not established number threes yet, but I think they could be number threes. No, I think you look at what Walker does, and he, listen, he's got – Big time stuff. I right. think. I think he's a real, a real uh, terrific prospect. And I don't know that the Rangers have anything like that right now. I mean, right. I, I guess, you know. And here's the other thing. And I, I don't know. We we've, we've completely dismissed Chichi Gonzalez now, and we 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 basically said, oh, he's no good. And I, and I have to think for a guy who they had rated so highly. I hope they haven't given up on him. You would think not, because that that looks like a perfect storm, doesn't it? Oh, you give up on Chichi, and then he goes because that's the Rangers' history too. We we run a they run a starter out there and then they give up on it. I do think in this they have had a track record, and it's not just with starters. I think they have to some extent had a track record with guys where they fall in and out of love with guys yeah. a little bit quickly. Um, and Chi Chi has got to find a way to change planes a little bit. He's got to find a way to change speed there a little bit. But I think those are things that 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 can happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, he's a smart guy, uh, and yes. he has some ability, and and really, I, I'm. But I'm not going into it. 2017. 
Well, you can't count on, on that. Teaching. No, that's the, here's the thing, and that's what we always said about Jerry Jones. Listen, expect the worst. Right. Let's plan for the worst here, and 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 and, make, well, and try to do the best. Ev- Ev- Evan's pointing at me. Do you want me to bring up center field now? Hang on. No, you you just stay quiet for a minute. Chichi. <laughs> wow. Chi- look at Evan. Chichi is. This is funny. Chichi's got to be part of your eight or nine man starting pitching pool. Yeah, I think so. But you've got to have eight or nine guys, and yeah. he's an optional piece. So you go into the season not counting on him. Right. Where I'm at on the free agent market is I'm looking for guys with upside who have who who are undervalued. Okay. Mm-hmm. The two guys for me on the free agent market who might fit that mix are Brett Anderson, who's coming off of a back injury. Yeah. Um. Uh. And, but had a very good 2015. Yeah. Um, and who might be willing to take a, a short-term deal yeah, to, to, re-establish to reestablish the, the value. Yep. And the second guy is Andrew Kashner from TCU, who has long apparently wanted to play in, in Texas, uh, who is coming off yet another underachieving year and is a free agent. His whole, has his whole career been in, in San Diego? Well, he spent the last two months last year in Miami. And how'd that go? Not very well. Not very well. Because, you know, you can't judge pitchers in San Diego. Right. But I, I, those are guys that I would consider. You've got to. You, there's not a guy on the free agent market that I'm willing to just dole cash out for. No, I, I agree with that. I, you know, I think these are things. You I think somebody's going to overpay for Ivan Nova, and, and I think he might. He might be a guy with a lot of upside, but I also think that there's a real risk there that you're going to pay pay for a guy based on two months this year. But you know, they they can't do another Ross Detweiler either. Correct. And that's the thing, you know. I, I'm off of them. When when John said he needed to be creative uh, this off season in acquiring pitching, creative it, creative entails risk. You're going to have some risk involved. Absolutely. But Ross Detweiler was that wasn't a risk. That was desperation. It was, and and so, uh, you know. But look what look what Toronto did. You know, they went out and got Hap, and the, and they had gotten. Uh, I'm blanking on on the other starter that who uh, started the. Uh, the uh, playoff series against them. Well, they they Marco Estrada, yes, Jay Happ, yeah, and then uh, Stroman, yeah. So you know that was not a, a a situation where these were guys we we drafted you know high and we developed them. They just went out and got a couple of guys and they were kind of reclamation projects a little right. bit. So you know the Rangers need a little bit of that kind of luck too. They they, they do it at every place else. They do it in, in their center field. They 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 pick up guys. They they've done it with catchers. They haven't done it with pitchers, and it's harder with pitchers, obviously. Uh, but they're going to have to to hit gold with one of those guys. Well, and and so those th- those are my focuses right now. Would be the potential of trading a shortstop to a, a pro far as a shortstop to a team that needs a shortstop. Seattle or or San Diego would be good fits. It, for it, a shortstop. To me, it would be better to trade him out of the league. Um, yeah, you don't, don't want to watch see. that every day. But I'd rather I think of those three pitchers. I'd rather have Walker. I would too. Uh, the would second too. part of it is. I like Anderson and I like Kashner as potential um, short-term, reestablish themselves, risk. There's some risk involved. Yeah. I'm not opposed to bringing Derek Holland back on a much lower base with a lot of incentives. Uh, the last two start, the last two appearances he had, albeit they were in relief, his velocity was back up to 95. Derek wants to be back here. I think this is a watershed. Thad Levine up at the GM meetings last week said this is a watershed moment in his career, and and I think it might be the 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 wake up call that he needs. 
Um, you just, but another guy, we're not giving you a spot in the rotation. We're just saying we're bringing you back. You bring him back, and, and and I think that the possibility would have to be there that Derek, you're going to compete for a spot in the rotation. The flip side of it is, if you give him a five million dollar base, and he's nothing more than a number two left-handed reliever, who can give you multiple innings. That's not that bad no, of an overpay. Not a bad deal. So, uh, and if he. If he wins a spot in the rotation and he pitches innings, I got no problem paying incentives based on innings. There. No, me neither. Uh, and then there's always the Colby Lewis factor. I don't think that gets solved until January. I don't see anybody giving Colby a guaranteed major league deal out there with his medicals and and his age. And, and I he's think, a five. And I, yeah, but he he's he's simply a depth option. Yes, but but I do think that 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 possibility exists. But you know Rangers. what? You know that that and that's uh, it depends on the, on the money they have allocated for everybody because John has said that the the payroll will not go up. Uh, significantly, right? Uh, is that yeah? You remember we've had these discussions every spring. You know how many guys you got uh, right. in the running here? You got you need to have nine or ten guys in the running here right. and the, the for pro- these positions. The problem is that you've got, you know, you can you can bring nine or ten guys to camp in the running, but you can't give them all that time. Then it's a mess. Well, you, you you've got to have guys who are optionable, right? Because if right. you don't have those optionable options. Those guys are going to take outs and go somewhere else. Or right. if you do bring them to the big leagues, then you're not going to be able to get them back to the minor leagues. They're right. going to have to go through yeah. waivers. So that's part of the being creative. Yeah. All right. So Barry, Barry, I'm listening to you, Evan. Oh, Barry, what would you like to ask me about? Evan, I, you want me to ask you about center fielders? I don't. Who's going to play center field for this team next year? You know, Barry. He's reading that. Because Evan handed me a little. Evan handed me a little index card said, Barry, can you please ask me about who's going to play center field on this team next year? Barry, you know, in lame duck, in, in now lame duck globe life park history, Rangers have opened 23 seasons there. Yeah. You know how many different opening day center fielders they've had? I want to say 19. I'll say 20. 16. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's such it's, an important position. It's a, it's a very important position. And I think this is what gets to the heart of finding a center fielder out there is – who played it the most, Josh? Uh, the I, 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 the most opening days in center field. Leonis had three. Um, there was one other guy. Who I just wanted three. I wanted to fill airtime while you were thinking. I'm, I, I, I can't I, I can't remember who the other one was who had three opening days in center. Not field. very many. Um, but it it, it, it might have been Josh. It might have been 08, 09, so. and, yeah. and uh, eleven or something like that. But yeah, they they just haven't had continuity there, and it's hard. And I think when you look at the free agent market, you know, you look at the at the free agent market this year. There's there's some nice names out there. There's Desmond who will right. reject the the qualifying right. offer for a multi year deal. There's Carlos Gomez. He will reject him. He will. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he, if he rejected if he rejected it last year in D.C. coming that, off of a terrible year, but that was a big mistake. Well, it did turn out to be a big mistake, but now he's coming off of a much better year. Yeah, and he demonstrated versatility. Now, now he can market himself as the next coming of Ben Zobrist. Yeah. So, and I think that's what he's trying to do too. You know, and I think he would do that. You know, we talked about pro. We keep talking about Profar all the time, and people want to make him that. And I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he no, wants I, to do that. No, I think once I think Desmond has proven an ability to play the outfield at an at least average level. And he certainly can play the middle infield spots if need be. Do you want a, a player of average ability defensively in center field? 
not I, as my not as my everyday guy. I think though he has more potential than that though. I think he has potential to be a better center fielder. And, and I've talked to some people who think that look, you know, his even though he ranked rather low on the center field defensive metrics this year, that hey, he basically went out there one day and just played center field. Correct. Right. Um, yeah. He started the season as the left fielder and then went out and this played. This guy was field. a shortstop. I mean, come on. Um, he had a quick delivery with his throws. Was pretty yeah. accurate. Uh, the problem for me was he played too deep. Um, and, and I think the Rangers want their center fielder to be able to play a little bit more shallow. So what does that leave Carlos Gomez? I, to me, Carlos Gomez is still the right fit for the Rangers on from this front. Of those three guys, of Desmond, Gomez, and Dexter Fowler, who's the other guy who's out there. Yeah, are, you, are you totally ruling, ruling out Delano DeShields? Delano DeShields is not. If Delano DeShields was in this team's mix, as an everyday center fielder, they would not be pursuing center fielders. Okay. Right, that's correct. Um, I, I like him as a fourth outfielder. He's 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 a nice fourth outfielder, and he brings a real weapon, which is the speed on the base. Path. Absolutely. Um, and there's another guy who, if you really wanted to, you could ask him to play some more second base and, and increase his versatility. Yeah, that's right. Um, <clears throat> but if you look at the, if you look at center fielders on on, on the market, paying guys. Long-term money in center field as a free agent is what I would call a, a bad investment. The last couple of long-term deals over the last four years that have been done for center fielders are Denard Span, who got three years and $33 million from the Giants last year. And before that, it was Jacoby Ellsbury, who got a legendarily bad contract. Well, that was a seven, bad contract. Seven years and $150 million. Yeah. And, and anecdotally, I think what it comes down to is if a team identifies a guy as a franchise-level center fielder, and I'm not even saying Mike Trout. I'm just saying a franchise-level center fielder, a guy who's going to give you stability out there long-term and has plus tools, you're going to sign that guy to a long-term deal, lock him in, pass free agents. Let if, me, well, let me, let, me, let me throw something out at you. I, I'm just Joe fan sitting here, and I'm watching the Rangers get a brand new stadium. And and why are you, why are you bringing up money uh, in a pay on a payroll for a team that's about to hit the jackpot? This is a great point, Barry, and it's why right now I would go to you, Darvish, and say here's six years and 180 million dollars. Okay, I, I think that I think ownership should do that. I think it does de- demonstrate a reinvestment into. Uh, the community, and I think that you, Darvish, is. Uh, I think you might be able to strike pretty quickly on Darvish if you did that. I think probably so, but you know, I want to say this about contracts, and you know, it, it, and Barry's point is, is a good one about you know. You want to say this about contracts? You want one? Yeah, I want one. Is that uh, look, Joey Votto's contract? What's left on that? I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a big contract, and here's the problem for me. Other than Mike Trout, who's been playing. Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. He's playing on a bad team. What have the Angels done? Nothing. 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 So well, they, they won a division title. Yeah, but 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 Mike, but they're not going anywhere in the postseason. Right. And Mike Trout is an unbelievable player. He's a great player, and I love him. And if you could get him, you would get him. But at what point? Certainly, the analytics have to show somewhere that man, if we're going to allocate that kind of money, to, is it to a U Darvish? Somebody who's be the front end of your rotation is he going to be the one of the top two or three pitchers in baseball? Okay, I'll pay him six years, one hundred eighty million dollars. But all these other clowns, you know, Shin Su Chu, right. Prince Fielder, these kind of contracts, these were bad contracts. And you and I'm I'm I want to have to go back and look sometime. Any contract over five years and you went over a hundred million with somebody, how many times did those work out? They, they very rarely, very rarely do they work out. And 
And, and I do think that the idea that you just throw money at guys is, you know, is not necessarily right. The, the New York Yankees have thrown money at yes. guys. And they didn't do anything. The Cleveland Indians didn't throw money at guys, and they went to you know Game Seven. The Chicago Cubs, they did. They threw. So yeah. I, I don't know that there's a. I think that higher payroll does give you a better shot at reaching the playoffs. Yes. Once you reach the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything but anything can happen. can happen, and and maybe you could hit the lottery. With, but with your higher. What we have talked about for twenty years here is this team's need for a number one. And yeah. they have Hamels for two more years. Uh, they have Darvish, who I think is ready to put together that kind of window. I don't know that you're going to get five years of ace performance out of him, but I do think you're going to get legitimate Cy Young caliber pitching for more than one year. And that's what you're that's what you're going for. You're 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 paying five years for three years, right? Exactly. Yeah, but you have to make sure you get that though, right? And that's the, that's the thing. And it's just such a crapshoot. I'm not so I, listen. It's not my money. I don't care what they're spending on it. Right. But it does ca- create problems for you other places. You, right. Now we can't make this move. We can't go for this guy because we've got this contract. That's such a bad contract. We're never going to be rid of it. All all of that said, though, you know you've got to look at the Prince and the Chew contracts right now and say. What's done is done. Yeah, it's sunk money. Um, and you have got to you've got to say we're not go. It's going to impact your bottom line in some way. Yeah, but you've got to say we can't be afraid of making the right long term deal. And well, you, I, you have to ask too, though, is that would you give Darvish five years and one hundred and fifty or six and one eighty? Uh, I think I would because I think that physically he's all right. You know, look, look when you brought up Cole Hamels for two more years. Are you worried about Cole Hamels at this point? I'm worried about the number of walks this year. Yeah. 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 The walks were up. And, and you know, and, boy, he's talking about guys who's put up a lot of innings. Yes. He's put up a lot of innings in his career. And, you know, he's you know, he's a lefty, and we know how lefties are. You, you kind of want to bank on them. Really, if I'm going to go with somebody, I'm going to go with a left-hander, stick with him longer, long-term than I am a right-hander. I think, But I think as Hamels recedes more to a number two type guy, you and if you've got Darvish to ascend to that number one level, you're still sitting in really good shape. You are. So if you were Darvish and you were Darvish, Darvish's management, would you take the money, or do you think there'd be more money out there? I think that there's people that would still wonder about Darvish. I think there's some people who would still wonder about Darvish, and there's a very strong possibility that Shohei Otani will be out on the market next year, and he's the next great thing from Japan at 20. He'll be 23. Um, but I, I, I think where the Rangers and Darvish are concerned, I do think he actually has really come to he, enjoy being part of this team. Yeah, I think this year in particular. And that's the funny thing because, you know, he pitches half the season, and I think this was his most enjoyable season. And I don't I, – maybe he's just fooled me because we've kidded around and everything this year, but I get I get the impression from him that he likes being here and that he would be, for lack of a better term, more realistic on, hey, I get the contract, get it done. And and I don't have to worry about it. So I, I I think there I think he would have a let's put it this way, Barry. I think he'd have a voice in those contract talks. Well, can I can I use that word voice for a transition? Yes. And let this be our last. Well, this will be the last one. Transition into the Rangers broadcast booth or the Rangers broadcast on Fox Sports Southwest in general. There's lots of moves being made. Um, from your point of view, what what do you see happening uh, here? You know, Busby's out. Uh, Jim Knox is gone. Um, 
There, Listen, go ahead. Jim Knox is a is is a flashpoint for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who, who I, I saw at, reacted to your story very negatively right. about the loss of Knox. I think that there are four or five times a year that Knox on the broadcast would would do something so over the top, over the top, inane, goofy that it made for a great highlight of this is so bad it's good. Right. But by and large, what Jim's role had been was to go up into the stands, say he was interviewing somebody, and then do all the talking. And that, that to me, didn't add a whole lot to the broadcast. So I, I And I also think this. This Rangers broadcast has been, by and large, the format of it has been the same for the last 20 years. And I think that the, the Fox executives are looking for different ways well, to— Well, we should point out there are new Fox executives. There are new Fox There's executives. new eyes, eyes looking at it, new ears listening to it. And as you know, you don't come in and say— Everything's great. Everything's great. I'm just going to – that's not the way business is done. It's not done that way in broadcasting. So there, there, there are change, changes coming. Here, here, yeah. Here's what I think. I think Dave Raymond – I think that there were some fans out there who didn't care for Dave Raymond last year, and I think that's unfair. Dave worked with four different broadcasters. I think that it was very difficult over the course of that time to really generate chemistry with guys. I do know that the couple of games I watched from home at the end of the year where he worked with Busby – it was really good. He won't be working with Busby. He now. won't. And but he brought out great analysis from Busby right. in, in those games. I think if you do have another pitcher with major league experience, that you will you will have the ability to extract that. And I think that there are a couple of guys who would be potential fits here. Who, who, who would that be? I, I I think I think our our former guest C.J. Nitkowski would be great. I think former Ranger Jeff Nelson would be great. I think Mike Stanton. Who does some studio work and also does an MLB? Yeah, also a former Ranger, uh, and CJ pitched for the Rangers. He was in their system Man, at right. one point in time. So, and, and and Mike Stanton, I think, would also be great. I think the one thing that I will say this, I will I will say this strongly. I think that you know Tom Greaves' time in the broadcast booth will probably be between eighty and hundred games, and I think that he's got an identity and it's people Mr. Ranger. People just feel comfortable knowing that Tom Grieve is going to be in their living room. Um, I, I think that I, I've watched I've watched Emily Jones work out there for 10 years, and I think she's got that clubhouse as wired as anybody gets guys to say funny things as well as anybody possibly could. I think she's a real asset. I think their studio group with Dana Larson and John Radigan, and when Rick fills in, I think they're all that's all a good group. But I do think that the Rangers, the Rangers and Fox felt like there was some opportunity for some change there, and I, I think they're going to try and go for more analytics, for a little bit more, for for a little bit younger, um, voice, and and try and, and 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 grow the audience that way. Let me ask you this: you know the best way to grow the audience, my friend? When? When? when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many how many other sports do you have uh, announcers going up in the stands talking to fans? None. None. No. Well, but but it's it's it's. You could do some in the NBA, but but it, it's the it's the nature. If it's somebody, it, it's it, a celebrity. It, it, it's right. the nature of the game. Um, it's it's the nature. It's a hundred and sixty-two games. It, it is, and and you know you know Knox was was at his uh, most vital to the organization when, when they were awful, good. when they were terrible, yeah. and to just to distract distract from the game. Absolutely. I hate to cut this off, boys, but we got to go. Yeah, we do. We uh, have to go. Okay, I have to go, and you have to get RC Slope. Yes, we do. We've already kept him back. Oh my gosh! So I'm going to go. Done do... at the dentist? He's done. Okay. Did he? What did he get done? I don't, he broke a tooth. Oh no! You know, at our no. age, Evan, Evan, at our age, you got to take care of your. Probably. Right. Why, did he break it watching the fourth quarter? Could have been. 
All right. Well, if that's all he broke, then that's that's a real good thing for him. That was a, another A and M meltdown of yes, epic proportions. Well, you guys are going to talk about that. Yes, I'm going to go. Doug, take us out. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.